Hey y'all, it's Jonna. This week's episode is a follow-up to last week's episode on Church Hurt. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would recommend pausing this one and listening to it first. Um, We'll give you just, you know, a little more detail and everything on that episode about why we got into this topic. I mean, it wasn't just for funsies, I'll tell you that. Um, This week, we're going to talk more about some of your church hurts, our church hurts, Laura and I, um, and how to work past those. I don't want to say get over them because that's not what we're saying at all, Um, but just how to work through those and what is... What are some good things that we've experienced? Which I tell you, the list is endless. So we only named like one or two just to keep it simple and short. But um, just know when you hear this that we love the church. The church as Jesus intended it. Um, so I hope you listen. I hope that you have some good takeaways. If you have some more thoughts, we'd love for you to send them to us. Um, we we love hearing from you guys. So If you think that one of your friends would enjoy this episode that has maybe been hurt by the church and maybe it would give them a me too moment that they don't feel so alone or isolated, maybe send this episode to them or last week's episode. Uh, That would mean a lot to us. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm good. <laughs> I think next week we're going to take a whole episode, which we'll need to, to decompress after these two weeks, but, um, <laughs> and we'll get into your moving and that whole process and what it's like to be in your new home, yes. how y'all are adjusting. So we'll hit all that up next week. That sounds good. We can definitely share a little bit about that and, um, what we're figuring out about our new house and all yep. of spaces and our new neighborhood. I know my boys are really excited to be right next door to Henry. Um, they've, been, they've been waiting for a long time. We, um, one night we're over there a few weeks ago and, um, Suzanne and I were just standing on the porch watching the three of them wrestle in the yard. And we were like, this oh is, my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And even their, our dogs, they're, they're learning to get along. They have a, um, a yellow lab and of course we have Dakota and so they've been meeting each other through the fence every morning and and hanging out but um they're kind of they're fig- figuring out who's boss which I'm yeah I didn't call that May is boss Dakota okay, I like it she's <laughs> like I've been here longer yeah you know, Dakota's gonna have to on the street that's right learn her role <laughs> yeah you step in yep get over it Oh gosh. Uh, How about you? How are you feeling? How's the the medicine, everything? Yep. So I've been uh, three weeks in to my new medicine. Gives me headaches, but they get better than like, so it gives me headache like the next day, but that's, and I tried not to read side effects other than to see if like (laughs) it was going to destroy my liver, Mm -hmm. um, which I will go leave next week to get some blood work done, um, to just to see how my liver is responding. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I didn't read side effects and because I didn't want to like all of a sudden be like, oh, maybe I do feel that way, you know. Um, yeah. But weirdly enough, like I've had just a constant like itchy throat and that is like one of the main side effects. So weird. Oh, gosh. Um, and like then, allergy kind of itchy? Yeah, it feels just like like you need to cough. And mm-hmm. I do, but it's just a weird, so I'm hoping that gets better. It's a little annoying, but guys, I'll take it. I'll take that. The headache is bad. The headache mm-hmm. is real bad. It's like a migraine. Mm. Um, I like threw up with it. Um, so I'm hoping that that gets better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my body just is trying to get used to it, but mm-hmm. I do feel better. Like Will asked me, he's like, how's your back feeling? I was like, it feels pretty good. Like, and hey. he's like, that's awesome. So what shoulder, 
do what my shoulder, shoulder. Mm-hmm. uh okay, so the deal okay. with that is like my shoulder blade is like apparently like out of place a little bit and so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a like a it's almost like if your drawer was open and you tried to open a door like your cabinet door like you can't mm-hmm. open like the cabinet door all the way because the drawer's open and um it's so they so I've got physical therapy for that so Okay. I don't know if that counts as working out. So well, I'm so glad that you're getting some relief. Yes, me too. I'm just tired of all the back and forth and, mm-hmm. you know, just, it's, it's a lot of work to constantly advocate for your health, but sure. I've, I'm thankful that I can and that I know too. So, mm-hmm. and I don't just take, you know, waiting for an, for an answer. Yes. So well, to live in a country where we can 100, 100% access to to all of that is a gift as well so exactly well okay uh, uh hmm. round two of this conversation is yeah this is about to commence so yes. let us say if you have not listened to episode 27 which was part one of this conversation pause hit the pause button go back and download episode 27 and listen to that and then come back and join us again because you'll need that context. You'll need yeah. that world refer to some things that we talked about then. And um, so, but we basically started off last week talking about church hurt and how, how it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had said that we should start a church that's called church hurt church. Yes. Um, yes. But then we realized there is a church hurt church. It's not called that, but it's like, I mean, there's a whole like article on this guy starting a church. Where was it in Boston? Is that what we uh, said? I thought it was, was it Boston or DC? DC. I think DC. maybe DC, but it's basically people that have been hurt by the church and I was reading it and they do talk about that they, um, no, you were right. Boston. Oh, oh wait, no, at the church in the, uh, wait, hold on. I, we should, we should really do keep talking. Sorry. Anyways, but they talk <laughs> about like that. They don't really do all the rituals that they really just kind of get in the word and, um, you know, actually learn what Jesus wants. And yeah. I was talking to Will and Will's like, what do you think they mean by like rituals, you know? And, um, I was like, I don't you know, maybe like mm-hmm. the stand up, sit down, you know, greet your neighbor, mm-hmm. the, maybe mm-hmm. even the offering, like whatever that looks like, you know, um, they just almost like a small group. Mm-hmm. And, and so I love, uh, I love that. So, um, I think the, well, I guess what was so interesting about that was the need for it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you said, I mean, all these people like show up. Uh-huh. And so, uh-huh. Yeah. So it is in Boston. Um, you're right. That's, that was, it was in the, I researched it, Laura. I'm sorry, sorry. It was in the Washington post, but the church is actually in Boston. So, um, because we do research y'all, yeah, we, do research, we, do. we bring do. in your hard hitting topics. Yeah. So, uh, I thought that was, that was kind of interesting that, that, that would, there would be such a need for it. We talked last week about, um, the books that have been written and just, you know, a lot of them, a lot, a lot, a lot, some really, been a, lot. a lot of creative titles too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that it ain't no hurt. Like church hurt is that's the winner favorite. So, winner, winner. I've already ordered it. It'll be delivered to your house. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Nick. So. And, uh, 
the, I think what we also want to do is just in case you haven't listened, when, when we talk about church hurt, know that we're talking about specifically about the abuse of power um, within the church or by the church um, or church leadership. And so just kind of differentiating between someone in the church, like a peer in the church versus yeah. someone in power. Uh, and, the, and again, it would serve you well to jump into this conversation or to listen to the other conversation before you jump into this yeah. conversation. So the actual so expert with yeah. Jeff. Well, you know, in. <laughs> we found a friend. We, we did we know people. Yeah. Well, why don't you start? Why don't you tell us, let's jump in. Why don't you tell yeah. us about your experiences and um, our experience and how, how this impacts you? So I will say that me personally, I have been very, very fortunate. Um, Now I saw my parents get hurt um, and I saw things like that as a kid that I didn't fully understand until now. Um, It was funny because I asked my mom if she would mind sharing like what her church hurt was. And then she Uh proceeded to tell me not a story about her. And so I was like, well, that's not your church hurt, but she, but it does show generational church hurt, like how that affects you. So my great grandfather, um, had an affair and he, um, that, so this has been, I mean, I never even knew him. He passed away long before I was born. Um, so this has been back in like the forties and the church made him come forward, even though he knew that other men in the church were having affairs. Mm-hmm. Um, they made him come forward and confess his sin in front of the church. And he mm-hmm. never stepped foot in a church again until. Oh. His- and um, so she shared like that and that, that just always like that soured her view. And um, especially on that denomination, which we're not going to get into like that really mm-hmm. like kind of tainted her view because she, and she wasn't like even born yet during that, but she had just heard the story and she, she loved her grandfather and he stayed with my grandmother. And it, at that time, that was just kind of what you did. And, um, but yeah, so that really was one that she said. And then she grew up one, um, denomination and my dad grew up another. And I know that that was always kind of a bone of contention in our family. Mm-hmm. And, um, that was hard because it was. I think this is better. I think this is better, you Mm -hmm. know, and Mm -hmm. that was hard to kind of watch. Um, And she said, you know, one thing that she was always surprised about was how much fighting Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, you know, like this Sunday school class has gotten too big. It's like, you know, we need to split it up Um, you know, and then people kind of taking sides and things like that. So I, I personally have not really experienced Mm -hmm. personal hurt, Mm -hmm. but I will say um, I asked Will, so Will did not grow up um, in church. His mm-hmm. housekeeper, who uh, nannied him some, her name's Paula. She's an amazing, amazing lady. Actually, led him to Jesus with his Aww. salty, salty kids Bible. Um, love it. Yeah, and so she led him to Jesus, and um, just really sweet. But you know, you can be led to Jesus on the steps of your home, mm-hmm. but you know, not going to church and everything like that's hard to grow your faith. Mm -hmm. Um, and he said for him, he, um, so I'm going to read, he struggled growing up as someone who had not grown up in the church, but seeing people he knew that were hurtful and not genuine, genuinely good people Mm -hmm. be close to people that were in leadership and use their personal relationship with God as an excuse to get away with being hateful. Mm -hmm. Like, 
I can tell you what to do. I can tell you this. I can tell you that because I'm a Christian and you're not, mm-hmm. you know, and using it more as like, um, a control and, um, some, you know, they were kind of wielding their power. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. when I met him, he had been going to FCA at, um, at, at school at Alabama. And mm-hmm. that is really what changed everything for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I've shared before, maybe on here, but, um, he heard Jeremiah Castile preach yes. and he said, you know, sin, he's like, raise your hand if you like sinning. And he said, nobody raised their hand. And he said, I like sinning, sinning's fun, you know? And he mm-hmm. said that was the first time that he'd ever heard someone, you know, that was a believer admit to like, sinning's fun. That's why you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you don't do it because it's bad. You do it because you, you know, you yeah. in it. And that was like freeing for him. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I think for him, and I've experienced hurt from the people that he has. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so, it's so much easier for me to forgive people that are not believers. Mm. Um, and that's something I have to work on. Like I am a little more judgmental if I know that you're a quote unquote believer Mm -hmm. and I don't see any fruits of the spirit, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I would say for me that, um, and we will get into later some good things that have happened with the church. Mm -hmm. Um, cause there's so many, there's Mm -hmm. so many. Um, but yeah, well, I will say one is when we decided to leave, our last church, which we loved. And it wasn't like we were leaving for a bad reason. It was more for our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, We were definitely kind of shunned by some people. Mm. Um, It was like, we had decided to leave the family. Like we had asked for divorce and that's not at all what it was. And then, but I realized that people that had left before us, maybe I had kind of felt that way about them. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of check myself. Right. Um, so, and we've got friendships that really fell apart because we left. Mm-hmm. It, they, I think they took it as like a personal thing and it really was not. It was more of like, our kids do not have a desire to go and they're not, there's mm-hmm. not anybody that goes to school with them. There's not anyone that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And I really want my kids to want to go to church. Yes, I can make mm-hmm. them go all day long, but I want them to want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think we have to be careful of judging people period, but judging Mm -hmm. when people leave, why they leave. Right. For sure. For sure. I totally agree with that. Uh, And I want to, this is kind of to go back to what you said earlier, Jeff was, when we were talking about this uh, episode, he told me about a friend of his who had gone to, when you're talking about the affair, Mm -hmm. did you say it was your granddad or your great grandfather? My great grandfather. Great grandfather. He told me about a friend of his who had gone to his pastor in confidence and confessed his Mm -hmm. sin of adultery Mm -hmm. to him in private. And then like later, like I'll just say like a few weeks later, the Mm -hmm. pastor used him as an example from the pulpit of Mm -mm. shared, shared his (laughs) business from the pulpit like this this person, you know, confessed his sin of da, 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 and like aired it straight out. Um, Mm-mm. I was like, Oh, no. that is, that is hard. And he no. his exact words where he has not been back to church since. Um, and that is, wow. I mean, I was totally, but, I mean, can you blame him? I mean, that's I the thing. It's like, yeah. Oh. 
that's that like makes my stomach hurt I know I mean when you get anyway yeah yeah when you said yeah. that like oh my gosh similar I mean well and I've or, pastors but... well I view, I view pastors like therapists like there's like a they, confidentiality well, yes there is there is definitely that if they yeah. um you know follow it anything that's said in confidence and I will tell you this like I have asked Jeff questions before and he has said I can't tell you because of Relation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, at first I was like, what? That's what I tell uh, Will whenever he asked me if I bought something. I have a confidentiality <laughs> with the people at the store. <laughs> I cannot tell you yeah. the answer uh-huh. to that. <laughs> Please don't put me in that position. Yeah. Don't make me break my confidence. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Now, what about you? I mean, I know that you haven't really had any. None. Because no. being a divorcee really does not bring up any issues in church. <laughs> no, uh-uh. not in being married to a preacher. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. None. It was like a walk in the park. It was, it was easy walking through yeah. that. So, so in case you missed that episode, um, I ha- was married, um, not, not to Jeff, to someone yeah. else. <laughs> I'm somebody, he's still hanging around. Uh, yeah. Can't, can't shake him off. I know. I'm trying y'all. I'm trying now. Um, I was married right out of college and did go into the marriage with some wrong expectations about marriage, but a year or so later found myself separated and tried to, tried to do marital counseling in the church. Yeah. And it was, uh, a dumpster fire okay. <laughs> to, bar- yeah. to borrow from our friends at the podcast. At the podcast yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a dumpster fire. It was, I left feeling so beat up and less than I have ever felt in my life. Like just less than human, less than valuable because basically was told that because I had career aspirations of my own. Well, that is very simple. Let's be clear. <laughs> it is. It's a shame that I want to provide for my family. So mm-hmm. because I had those aspirations and I had goals for myself that I was selfish and materialistic. Wow. Those those were the words that were okay. used. So yeah. that was hard. And I, I really struggled. There were some things said, not only in the counseling session, but also by family members that were hurtful um, related to the impact of the divorce on my now ex-husband, like that took zero account into where I was or even concern for where, even if you didn't agree with my decision, concern for where I was spiritually, mentally, whatever. Mm-hmm. Someone actually said, well, you know that he wants your ex-husband won't be able to be a deacon in the church anymore. And it's like, oh, well, let me go get those papers back from the attorney because, you know, yeah, that, that is what we're, what's most important here is. So uh, just, just some very legalistic, not grace filled conversations. And I actually was at a place where I would say I had stepped away from the church. Like I had, yeah had yeah and then I don't want to say I didn't love Jesus anymore that's not it but I was I did not want to be a part of a fellowship that made me feel that way well and I mean rightfully so Mm -hmm. and I mean Mm -hmm. I think that that's where so often we can confuse 
a church with mm-hmm. Jesus. The well, yeah. the church, but mm-hmm. a church with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And sure. we put the way that the church or a church feels about us with that's how Jesus feels about us. Mm-hmm. And that's why it is so dangerous. I mean, mm-hmm. so dangerous, but for sure. Yeah. So that, that was probably my first real experience with, with it. Um, there have obviously been probably some times that I have experienced since being, <laughs> being a preacher's wife, but I think, I don't know if it is learning to have more discernment about the differences between church hurt and someone else just being hurtful, hurtful. Yeah. Um, or just over time developing thicker skin. I don't know. It could be a combination of those two. Um, I don't feel like I struggle with it nearly as much as I did earlier in our, our ministry. Yeah. Um, Is that, I do think when Jeff first, came into uh, even youth ministry, there were things that people would say or question or like just criticism was hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a different, that that was different than being church hurt. That was someone often speaking out of not knowing what they were talking about. Good Lord. Can I get an amen? (laughs) I guess. Uh, <laughs> because I mean, here's the thing. There's so much behind the scenes that people don't know about. I mean, it's like you've mm-hmm. said on the last episode, it's rarely just a, it's, it shouldn't really mm-hmm. ever, unless I mean, it's something small, but be just mm-hmm. a pastor making a decision like the head right. pastor. Um, it's a board, you know, of elders, it's a committee, mm-hmm. it's all these things. So it's like, but I think I'll tell you where I lose my ever loving cool is <laughs> when you talk bad about my kids or my husband. Mm, that was a big one. That was a big one in what we received. Yeah. And that's where I'm going to be like, uh, do you want to meet Jesus face to face in a few? <laughs> so, cause I got, I got tell a problem. Us, tell us a little bit about what we heard from our friends yes. on the social medias. Well, so and that- I'll say, speaking of kids, that mm-hmm. is where, and after saying that there was one church hurt that when Anna was a baby, she had mm-hmm. horrible separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking, there was only one person besides Will and I that she could be around um, that she just like adored and she was heaven sent. And she um, was her, you know, with her whenever I taught, she worked in the nursery and all that stuff. But um, she even volunteered in the nursery so she could be with Anna because she, it was that bad. And we call her Nana. Her name's Brenda. And she's just, she's an angel on earth and I'll forever be grateful to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were times that, you know, Nana had a life and maybe needed to, you know, go to church herself. And um, I would take Anna a lot to Sunday school with us because it just was that bad, but she was fine as long as she was with us. Um, but, you know, I knew that she needed to go into childcare. And so I took mm-hmm. her into the nursery and, we had like pagers and we get a page and I come out, it, I come down and Anna's bawling. I'm talking just like, like, <gasps> you know, uh-huh. I mean, just like that horrible cry, which uh-huh. just kills you. I don't care how exhausted you are, like how much you need some time away or what, like it just breaks you. 
Uh and she was just this Anna's such a sweet little girl I mean she I mean she still really is and um Will and I are like oh gosh the woman is holding her out like she has like and she is take her she has no business being in here and I said excuse me and she goes she's making every other baby in here upset like this is ridiculous I I, it took all I could not to deck her and I just said, I found out where she worked. I was like, even going to, I mean, listen, I went dark real fast. I was like, let's call the Volvo dealership because that's where I found out she worked. And I was going to be like, you have a horrible, impl-. I was so mad. I was so hurt. And I mean, I was like, I'm never going to church here again, but I loved the church and I taught there and um, all of that stuff. Um, it And she didn't, she did not, she stayed with me until it was like time for that class to move and she mm-hmm. had a different class and it, I mean, it was horrible. It was really, mm-hmm. really bad. And I just remember just crying and being so upset. But we got several comments about kids. Mm-hmm. One of them being, I didn't leave the church, but I did narrow down those that I let into my circle and really closed off to people in my small groups. I was talking to a small group about requesting a teacher for my son. One of the ladies told me I didn't have enough faith because I did, because if I did, I would know that God would place my son in the right spot and I needed to stop trying to control things. Oh, gosh. In the end, another mom stopped me after and told me I have every right to advocate for my kids. God mm-hmm. is ultimately in control and will place my son where he needs to be, but I can ask for what I want. Same as when we pray. God is ultimately in control, but he wants us to go to him in prayer and ask him to do things in our lives. We aren't to sit idly by. Mm. Mm. um <laughs> so so there's that. i might have replied to her uh, like that i had experienced a similar thing and um then i did say also want me to fight them because <laughs> so, we're, we're nothing if not mature over here <laughs> we are nothing if not holy <laughs> so um yeah but that right there like who like it goes back to the question you asked the last week and there was the question is this going to lift jesus higher or you higher did Mm -hmm. that lady lift jesus higher by telling our friend Mm -hmm. that she is being controlling Mm -hmm. or that she doesn't have enough faith (laughs) hello i mean i will tell sometimes i'm okay with somebody telling me i'm controlling because i am but there's but you already questioned my faith are you kidding me right now to fight we're about yeah. to fight. How dare That's... you? How dare you? Uh, no, you didn't. Uh, yeah. I got some friends that have a podcast and they threaten to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Won't you listen to episode 28? <laughs> it's about you. No. I mean, we're coming for you. But no, think about, fun. like, do not offer advice to someone that is hateful <laughs> and questions their faith. Like that's not advice. That's being a jerk face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think those are both kind of good examples of yes, you were hurt by someone in the church, right? Yeah. And and it's associated with the church because it happened. But you know, just being careful not to let someone in the church, (laughs) like a a jerk who just happens to attend your church. Yeah. Paint your view or your, your perspective about the church as a whole. So look, now she has closed herself off some, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you, it's really hard to trust people. It is. Whenever it, you're letting them in, like when you're sharing a prayer request mm-hmm. and somebody goes it, judge, judgy pants on you. Yeah. Oh <laughs> gosh. What? 
Let's fight. Um, okay, so this one. They said, uh, we were uh, very active members at our church, and I was on every kids' committee they had, and the kids went to the church preschool during the week. When it came time for our son to move up from the kindergarten group to the preschool group, he went with all of his friends and decided uh, – from the yeah, he went with all of his friends um, and kids his age. Well, we decided to keep him at – his school, his preschool another year and in their five-year-old class before sending him to K-5. We just wanted him to be older in his class. We did the same thing with William. So, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. anyway, he stayed with his buddies for Sunday school and church until the following semester. And then the director of children's ministry decided since he was not at a quote unquote real school, (gasps) he needed to go back down to the preschool area, even Uh -uh. though he had been with these other kids his entire life, was older than most of them. And the biggest and the biggest thing is that this church is not is not school. So the preacher of the church was our neighbor at the time. And he and my husband were talking about it one day. And his response was that he thought what was happening was wrong. But since the church is really a business, he has to back his employees. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so there. And so all I could re- reply to that was, um. That big apple emojis. I mean, what? 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 The church is a business, and he needs to refer back to his, or he needs to back his employees. So, I'm gonna tell you, sweet person, dear friend, (laughs) you're invited to attend church, church, church. (laughs) That's right. All of you who submitted will be getting a flyer soon. Yes. Yeah. It might be online for a while. Because you don't have to give your offering, but we would like it if you would shop our Amazon affiliates. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the stuff. And... That's how we're going to run this business. <laughs> this business. <laughs> and let's keep it clear. I am Laura's employee. <laughs> <laughs> she does not refer back to me, though. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. Oh, um, so what's your what's your advice on that, seeing as your husband runs a business? <laughs> it's the CEO. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh that is a dangerous line of thought. Okay, let me I will and I'm not I'm not defending this. I do understand the church daycare aspect, because we do have a daycare in our our new church. Yeah. But that kind of does have to be run like a business because there are. Oh, for sure. Yes. Right. But the church. But Sunday school. Sunday school. That's, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I can get behind church as a business. Nope. Yeah. And so I think that that. Um, mm. Yeah. Cause he didn't. Um, that it makes me want to vomit and maybe punch somebody. <laughs> But, uh, uh, but it's yeah. sad. I'm gonna send emojis. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So there's that. Okay. Uh, there was one more. Too. Why do you care what class? I mean, first uh-huh. of all, this isn't you know some select sport where it's like you mm-hmm. can't you yeah. can't play down. You can't, yeah, we're gonna take birth certificates. No. Why do you start. care as long as they're at church? Right. Mm. Mm. I mean, mm. I'm not asking for a 14 year old to be in a third grade class, or no. you know, maybe <laughs> like let's. But hey. If that's where your kid needs to be, like, <laughs> that's fine. So, I'm not a so judge. that. I would love uh, to hear There's one more about that. nursery, too. Do you, um, you let's to see. About, uh, it's similar to, to the Anna, your situation with Anna. Okay. Um, 
Do you see it? Let's see. I'm going to read this one while, and if you want to find that one, unless this is it. Um, oh, yes. Okay. Um, okay. We're, we did receive a, a text message because we're on that level too. Uh, yes. Um, it says, um, basically we were told if we didn't bring our infant twins to church, instead of letting them stay home to nap, we would get kicked out. I was so tired and stressed, and instead of being met with grace, we were met with a lot of rigidity, rigidity because mm-hmm. God is bigger than our kids' sleep issues. Duh. <laughs> Guess what, guys? Don't tell people how to sleep. Don't tell people how to parent their kids. Their kids and Guess sleep what? Kids. I'm pretty sure that lady would have liked for me to keep my kid at home. Yeah. Look, I will say this, there is, the church does have a, a role in, in helping parent your children if they are living, living in sin, like that kind of thing. But yeah. Not their sleep schedules, not the church's no. business. Yeah. So this one, this is the one that is very, reminding me of Anna. And I even replied to her, something very similar happened to my daughter. <laughs> um, yep. Whenever we said, do you have a church trip? Trip. Yep. I have a biz. I have a quote unquote busy six year old. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She was five at the time. Dropped her and my two year old off in the nursery. Was told after church when I picked her up that she was really too old to be coming to the nursery. Hmm. Apparently, you're supposed to stop when they start kindergarten. She hmm. had just started kindergarten. I didn't know. I think it was mostly the tone of how it was said. Mm. It's just that right there. You- that right there tone. is the big. Oh, and I know that tone. <laughs> Yep. Uh, they're really yeah. not supposed to be in uh, here. Mm-hmm. That's when you want to be like, I'll bless your heart. Uh, <laughs> it's just hard when you're trying to set a good example and just get your worship on and feel <laughs> feeling a little vulnerable already. And then someone comes and makes you feel out of place uh-huh. coming from an Enneagram nine who hates to inconvenience anyone. Oh, uh, yes, 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 yes. I mean, we know that tone. We do. We do. And I think that is as people who are in the church and in leadership positions, the way that that is our, we, we need to take that right there to heart that as we are talking with people about issues or policies or whatever, the way that you present it is everything. You know, because that could have, that, that whole situation could have been handled much differently and not caused the hurt and the, the bitterness toward the, the situation, right? To just be able yeah. to say, hey, we know that, you know, your daughter just started a kindergarten. We're so excited that she was with us today. And, you know, yeah. like, but, hey, maybe going forward, like, I, I know this is hard. It's just like, right. Policy, but honestly, like if it's, this is the only time you can do it, I'm sure we could work something out. Like, yes. that's the thing. Do you care more about the, the policies and the legalism than you do about someone? Cause that's what she said. Aren't we supposed to be just all getting our worship on? That's what she said. <laughs> love, love her. Yeah. Big hearts. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean like, yeah, aren't we? Yeah. I know. Oh, bless. I know. Oh, so hard so hard so that and then um let's see one that just really broke my heart and I don't know if you can I mean I think that you have been super fortunate in that people have really come around you but Mm -hmm. people like the lack of adoption support Uh, yeah yeah like I know that she they've left that church and Mm -hmm. um that makes me really sad and so Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I would say we've been very well supported. That's in I our adoptions. It's amazing. Yeah, there have definitely been individuals who have. You know, this is always the question that people who pursue international adoption, or not always, but unfortunately, more often than they should, is well, why? Why would you choose international? There are so many kids here in the U.S. who need a home too. Yes, there totally are. Yeah, and that is that was not what we felt called to do. That was, that was not what we felt like God was asking us to do. And if at some point he does begin to ask us to pursue domestic adoption or to foster, that is when we will say yes to that. Right. Yeah. And, and so it's always frustrating to me to see people question a decision that they like, I really want to turn it around and be like, well, what, what, what are you doing? Are you fostering? Are you, are you pursuing domestic adoption? Yeah. Cause um, in the Bible, it says, you know, yeah, care take, for the, take care of the orphans and, and widows. Are you taking care of some widows? Yeah. You got yeah. that going on. It's, it, that is frustrating. And I, I know it is a source of contention for a lot of adoptive families in the church. They don't feel supported. And I, I, that makes me sad because that is a biblical command. That's not like a gray area. Like it. Nope is clear and the church should fully support families who are fostering, adopting, um, both. And I mean, that can literally look like praying for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For some reason you find a problem with that. That's a check your heart moment. Like Uh you need to really check your heart and there's Mm -hmm. no, this isn't us being like, I mean, Hey, you do you No, Mm -hmm. that's a check your heart. Right. You're, you need to get your kid from the childcare. That's how we're telling you. We're telling you in that tone. So we're not even messing around. Um, I I will say, so one that we received, uh, not about kids. Uh Um, uh, When I say I, I mean, my parents left the church (laughs) I grew up in for a various number of reasons. One being that there was no spiritual truth being preached. Okay. Um, So I have several friends that messaged me like texted me and said you know what mine is Mm. and I do know what it is because they've experienced it here not in my church let me just say that right now and I will not (laughs) name the church um and it's a kind of a known thing Mm -hmm. and it's very like secular based um because they want to attract non-believers which Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay Mm-hmm. here's the deal. One of the greatest things I've ever been told, there's two great things that I've been told and I'll get to the second one at the end when we talk about forgiveness and stuff. But the first one was, um, you don't need to be offensive because like the gospel is offensive. Mm-hmm. Like if you read it, like if we just offended you about foster, like caring for fosters and orphans, Mm-hmm. that that's what the Bible says. Like mm-hmm. that's not yeah. Laura and I saying it like right. whenever we're telling you to love your neighbors, mm-hmm. that's regardless of mm-hmm. anything. You mm-hmm. love them first more than, you know, their political affiliation, their gender, their, any of that you're called to love them. Doesn't mean that you love the sin by any means. Um, but if your church is not preaching from the word, mm. that is a huge red flag. Mm-hmm. like and mm-hmm. ask those questions you know mm-hmm. like I mean I love you know what I love anecdotes I love stories I love whenever but that's one of my favorite things is whenever my pastor relates makes the bible relatable 
mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. so it's not saying that it's you know but it's like if it's just story time and <laughs> then and there's mm-hmm. no biblical implications like mm, maybe let's look at that but because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. eventually you're gonna get hurt by that um, mm-hmm. anyway so one being that there was no spiritual truth being preached there but also because my dad was attacked for standing up for something he and many others saw going on in our church that wasn't biblically sound mm-hmm. and that's back to my friends they there was a group of them that all left because they stood up and they were shunned mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure he would be an Enneagram 8 because he always mm-hmm. spoke up or maybe that's just his discernment and the Holy Spirit working through him. Uh, I love that. Right there. Makes me want to cry. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you can do anything. Like, because mm-hmm. would you say Jeff's pretty shy? Uh, I wouldn't say shy, but introverted. Introverted. Like, he, so, he prefers alone. I mean, that's his alone cone. He likes he, his alone yeah, cone. He likes the alone cone more than he, he gets recharged by alone time. But, but he's because mm-hmm. of God, he is able to stand up there and like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. be a sh- like like let God speak through him. Like I yes. love whenever we're able to do things that maybe like we wouldn't feel n- naturally comfortable doing, mm-hmm. but that is when you know it's a gift that God has given you. Mm-hmm. Like that, like preaching is and teaching is clearly Jeff's gift. Like mm-hmm. I mean, when he talks, people listen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think like this with her dad, like. God has gifted him the ability to speak up and be discerning, and he used it. Um, as a result, there were a series of anonymous letters left on his trunk or on our front door. We were oh stalked, gosh. and I was even bullied by an adult male who worked with our youth group. Mm. That place gilded a very special place in my heart, and I love the people there very deeply. They raised me, but I have nothing to do with those men when I go back. Mm. Um, That's so hard. Uh, mm, yeah. So hard. I mean, oh, and that's that is we kind of talked about that a little bit last week. Is is um when you speak up for what's right, it does often hurt people because yeah. if you're speaking up for what's right and what's biblical, you're calling people out on their sin or on their transgressions, and nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be like. Hmm, look at this. Let me point my finger exactly on the things that you're doing wrong. That does not feel good to people. And they're going to back lash out and yeah. have, have a negative response usually to that. So yeah. And then we've got well, a couple with maybe pastors, mm-hmm. it's touchy, like maybe abusing power, not to be, mm-hmm. I mean, like that sounds like dirty. I don't mean it like that, but I'll read this one. It's a long story, but we were very involved and served every week for two years. At that time, my husband was still in the army, which let's take a minute to thank him for his service. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank you. So only home about half the month. And I know this lady and um, her, she literally has the biggest servant's heart. Like mm. it's yeah. Anyways, he was <laughs> asked to serve in a leadership role and decline. An elder approached, which thank you. Mm-hmm. Like. Not for me. Thank you. Don't, isn't that what you want? Like, yes, I travel, I'm in the army. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to fulfill that role. Like right. it needs to be filled. Like, aren't you, don't you want people to pray about something? I mean, it's mm-hmm. not just, I'm going to pray about it. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, he was asked to serve in a leadership role and decline. An elder approached us after service was going to talk to us before, but let me teach Sunday school first. 
told it told us that because my husband didn't serve, we weren't covenant members, and our mm. membership was revoked. Stop it. Hurt, angry, felt used. Spoke with the pastor who was trying to do damage control. We were in his small group, and he and his wife both lied to us. We let that go, and was being manipulative. So I called him on it. He screamed at me so loud that the kids could hear it. Uh. It doesn't even seem possible as I'm writing this out. It's so bizarre. It's okay, though. I got a text apologizing. <laughs> oh, Stop it. We go to a new church now occasionally. We, we go to a new church now occasionally and sit in the back. God is still faithful and is still in control. Oh, wow. Mm, I got a text apologizing. So it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. fine. It's fine. We're all good here. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to see here. Yeah. Oh, wow. And we got a Facebook message. Um, that was similar in that just felt really like they, they dedicated. It's interesting the people that volunteer a lot Mm -hmm. and then Uh all of a sudden the lines get blurred and it's like, we Mm -hmm. can tell you what to do and, um, Mm -hmm. your time. So she said, um, she, she was working 60 hours plus a week. She had a very important hair appointment, which Mm -hmm. we understand. Mm -hmm. So finding time to get my hair and she, uh, you know, Finding time to get my hair done was a challenge, something I wasn't going to give up. Insert not a natural blonde. That mm-hmm. next Sunday, as I was walking to the um, to the building for service, I passed the preschool class and heard the pastor's wife yell at me, hey, we sure missed you at Bible study this week. So nice to be missed, and uh, I thought. I responded, yeah, I missed y'all too. Sorry, I had a hair appointment I needed to get done. Be there next week. Her response was, well, I guess we all have our priorities uh okay but let me let me just back up in this story because oh i just want to say this might be the new model of pastor's life that i want to become okay because also from this same um friend yeah she writes that this church that they were attending and they again had been devoting time to was a non-denominational church which seemed to like suit their needs um her husband was catholic and she was Southern Baptist. And so that was, they felt like a good, good thing. And she said, things were a bit casual, come as you are culture, but there were just a few, what she called loosey goosey things <laughs> about our services that made me personally go, Hmm, <laughs> each service, this is, I love this. Each service, they played one secular song to kind of draw the general population. I reckon. Yeah. But I, I wrote that. I love that she wrote. I reckon. Uh-huh. But I drew the line when the band started playing "Taking Care of Business." <laughs> and listen, I just I'm like envisioning myself and the pastor's wife, who yeah. also sung in the praise band, came through the aisles and started pulling people up out of their seats to dance. Please, can I get somebody to live stream Laura <laughs> leading? <laughs> She said, I put up a serious physical struggle when my arm was grabbed and that created even more of a scene, but nope, not going to do it. Yeah. That's when she led into not too long after the dance party. (laughs) Yeah. So this, the dance party had happened and then same, same pastor's dancing in the aisles. This pastor's wife has got some cojones. (laughs) She does. She does. She is, um, I'm like sliding in the back trying not to be noticed. Yeah. I mean, you're not like leading the worship of taking care of business i am not dancing in the aisles to taking care of business well, for show. if i was an editing guru i would add that song in right here i mean what in the world what in the world people are nuts y'all oh my gosh and, I, yes. and then we got countless good luck 
This yeah. is a hard one. Oh, yeah. wow. Pray, y'all are touching y'all. this subject. <laughs> Praying for y'all. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> But no, we don't, we didn't, we probably butchered it. It probably wasn't like the, the most theologically sound discussion ever. We did try to work that in. We did ask Jeff to be a part of it. So yeah, guys. And we remember we referenced Google and we did research y'all, but okay, but, but we can't be in true fashion. What is the name of our podcast? All things good. So what is something good that has happened to you recently that you can just think of? Cause obviously there's countless. Oh yeah. What is something yeah. good that you can kind of pull from that the church has done mm-hmm. for you? Well, I think the whole situation with our house right now is the way that they have included me in the decisions, the way that they have welcomed our family. Uh, with the waffle asking people to help y'all move. Uh, they did. Yes. They, they've got people, they were, there were people here the first time. <laughs> The first time we moved to help us yeah. unload that truck. They Did you have your wel- welcome, welcome Walton waffle that day? Yes. <laughs> we did have that as well. And we received, like, I don't even know how much in, like, gift cards and cash and gifts and um, ways to, to kind of get through this transition time. But the the, the biggest thing for me, and, and if anybody's ever been in the situation where you've lived in a parsonage, you know that it's really hard because it feels like you're just kind of moving into something else's space. Yeah. It feels very, um, it, it can feel really hard. And, and for me, I feel like one of my spiritual gifts is the gift of hospitality. I love to have people into my home and to, um, I don't really like to cook, but I'll get somebody to cook and serve it to you. But like, I do feel like that's yeah, important. I, listen, and, I feel like that's what drew me to you. <laughs> yes. Like just the, the sense of, um, of inclusion and hospitality. And, and so to have a space where I am excited about, proud. Yeah. yes, proud to, and excited to say, Hey, y'all come hang out or come sit on the porch or Will when, saw your picture and he goes, her house looks so good. <laughs> And I was like, I know, I'm so um, happy for her. I know, I know. And they put the, um, I went by there last night and the appliances are in. And so like, it's just, everything is coming together. And that has felt so good. It feels like not only like a welcome, but it feels like a commitment to us. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of being at least in the Methodist church that can feel hard is because there is this mindset of things are so temporary in um, you know, you'll be here for, I don't know, four or five years and then they'll send you somewhere else. But this feels like they've made an effort to make our space, our home for as long, hopefully as we can stay here. Right. Yeah. And and so that has been something that's really meant a lot to me just recently. Like, and there, there are lots of other things. What about you? What's, what's something that really. One of the things that forever just changed, um, my like just heart and really mm-hmm. softened it mm-hmm. and uh, I know has been just a huge testimony to Will like mm-hmm. our pastor um we were at it was called Northport United Methodist and um they uh the pastor's wife his name was Pastor Al Geist and his wife it was whenever I was pregnant and nobody knew and she knew that we were engaged and she came up and asked if she could um throw me if the church could throw me a wedding shower mm-hmm. and I was like um no that's it I was really embarrassed 
and I was struggling. I was in a really dark place. And she said, a baby shower. She's like, we're celebrating you. And I was like, okay. And I'll tell you what, those little old ladies, Uh none of them really knew me. We had not gone to church there long at all. Mm-hmm. gave us the sweetest gifts like little homemade blankets and uh, oh my just really thoughtful it was in the bottom of the church and mm-hmm. had punch mm-hmm. and all that stuff and it was just I remember just sitting there thinking I did nothing to deserve this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't know me from Adam but they mm-hmm. are showing up and being the hands and feet of Jesus and they are mm-hmm. loving me and this baby and things feel normal like I don't <laughs> feel like you know a teen mom or some young I don't feel like a sinner and I just remember Will just being so impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is, is grace. That is a picture of 100%. grace. 100%. When you said, what? I don't deserve this, but yeah. they did it anyway. I mean, it I was just already done. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That is- what I had done was done. Like, I mean, all that was done. There was nothing. Mm-hmm. All you could do at this point is show me love and hopefully mm-hmm. pray that I'm going to raise my child. Mm-hmm. in a loving home that loves Jesus and guess sure. what I do and I mean mm-hmm. that could have gone a million different ways Absolutely. um and it it was just really beautiful so I just uh-huh. always want to be that like for other people mm-hmm. I want to encourage them because of that and I will say our last church that we had left um but not for bad reasons the youth pastor he asked me to speak to the group um they had gone over Say, waiting for marriage and mm-hmm. he'd done this whole series and he reached out to me and he's like will you speak on it? I was like like you know that I didn't so and he's like I know that I'm not an idiot. but what I want to he's like but I know that there's kids we've gone through this whole series that haven't either mm-hmm. and I want them to know it's gonna mm-hmm. be okay mm-hmm. and that was really beautiful to me because it's like mm-hmm. you're addressing one side but don't mm-hmm. assume that there are no sinners here. Absolutely. This is church. This is where sinners come and where sinners are welcome. Mm -hmm. And that was really, and I remember looking out in the audience and a lot of the parents came to this whole series because it was such a touchy subject and stuff. And I remember people that knew me, but didn't know our story Mm -hmm. and sharing that, but afterwards them thanking me and, Mm -hmm. um, I've maintained friends, like I've become friends because a lot of those kids are now adults mm-hmm. um, with those people that were in the audience that night. And it is, I, I've hoped to have been someone that they can reach out to. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so a lot of beautiful, beautiful things, but how do we, that. I think the other thing is, okay, we've shared a bunch of hurt and maybe mm-hmm. you're not in your head and you're like, okay, I'm not alone, mm-hmm. but how do we overcome the hurt? Right. How do we do better? Well, I looked, I did a little digging I on the Googles. I did a little researching, read, read some articles uh-huh. that came up with some, and it's kind of a compilation of some things that I found. But, um, I think the biggest thing, and, and this is, if you don't hear anything else that we've said over the last two episodes is, is stay in the word yeah. because that is always the truth, regardless of what the church says or leadership in the church, the word is the truth. Yeah. Um, and, and, the church is not what we have to remember is the church is made up of broken and sinful people. It's not God. And they, they, that brokenness and that sinfulness can push us away from the one that they're the church is supposed to be pointing us to. And that is the one who can heal all the hurts. Right. Yeah. And so I think that's the biggest thing is, is even if you're not, if you've given up on, church you've got to stay in the word because hopefully that that will bring the healing that you need to come back to the church 
Um, I think the other one that I loved was pursue the holiness that you hope to find in others. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, be, yes. be, be, be the, be the response that you, you want for. Yeah. That you had hoped for in the situation. Um, I, that was, that was really encouraging to me. Another one was remember, don't put people up on pedestals. We talked about that. And from the perspective of, of your pastor, your do you want to be put on a pedestal? I, I mean, not. do you want to be put in a position? <laughs> I mean, yeah, maybe you want to be put, maybe you want to be in a leadership position or maybe you want to be in a, a position of influence, mm-hmm. but with influence, I mean, people that are leaders, like mm-hmm. Will is a CEO of a company. Mm-hmm. that's great. That's exciting. And it has a lot of benefits, but I'll tell you what, there are a lot of days that he comes home and he lays his head on his pillow and he is just hurt and broken. And there's a lot of prayer, a lot yeah. of prayer. And, you know, I, I just think when you put people up on a pedestal, you're mm-hmm. just guaranteeing that they're going to fall. Mm-hmm. And it hurts when people fall. I mean, it hurts the person who falls, but it also hurts those around them. I think we talked about in the last episode is that's one of Satan's biggest tools is to get to the people who are surrounding a pastor or a pastor's family um, because it's hard to, to walk through hurt. Well, and think about a lot of the pastor's wives that, you know, Mm -hmm. or just pastors. So I have a really, really dear friend. That's a pastor's wife and Mm -hmm. she is painfully shy and Mm -hmm. painfully closed off. And it's because there's just, she doesn't trust that people are her friend because they want mm-hmm. to be her friend. It's more, you want to know what's going on. And that's not mm-hmm. always the case, but she's been burned enough time, sadly. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I believe. Think, yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like coaches' wives. I mean, honestly. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? I'm going to get close to the coaches' wives. Maybe so my kid will get more get playing play time. Yeah. 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 Maybe I'll, maybe oh. I'll get more playing time with Jesus, but that's <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. Um, another one was believe that love will win. Yeah, and I think that in this day and age, like, you know, that's thrown around a lot. But if you mm-hmm. really think about what it means, and mm-hmm. I know the other night Will um, went over with all of us because we were just kind of in a, you know, it's just some stuff with him with work and just um, family and stuff. We were just having a hard time with love like what does love really look like I mean it's easy for us to love each other um most of the time but you know um sometimes hard to like each other but he went through you know the what the bible's definition of love is Uh you know love does not hold a record of wrongs that's right you know love is forgiving love is kind love is patient love is humble you know love does not boast and it's like uh and we were asking each other like where do you struggle with this definition of love. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, it's love does not hold a record of wrongs. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 And because I have lived to where if I forgive you, is that giving you permission to then hurt me again? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know earlier I'd said, you know, the two piece of advice and this goes to the fifth one, but forgiveness does not equal reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And that has been so powerful in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Rob Hatley, the guy that mentored Will, is the one that shared that. And so you look at these hurts and these people that have left these churches, you know, and different hurts or different, you know, different weights and stuff like that. But it's like forgiveness, it really is for you. It mm-hmm. really is, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I know we hear that and stuff, but it's like those people, half of them have forgot 
you know, mm-hmm. a lot of them don't even know they've hurt you, mm-hmm. but if you're holding on to that, it's keeping you from God. It's keeping you from finding another church or finding a church family or whatever that looks like, mm-hmm. but forgiving them and forgiving that hurt does not mean that you now need to go back to that church, that you need to let those people in your life. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you reconcile them. Like you're forgiving them so you can move on and mm-hmm. heal and be healed, you know? So. Right. I would totally, totally agree with that one as well. Just to, to um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Good yep. one. Then the last one, and I hope again, this is, um, kind of goes back to the first one, but remember that Jesus loves the church. Yeah. He actually in the Bible calls the church, his bride, and there's no more intimate relationship than a husband and wife here on earth. And that, that, that Jesus would call the church, his bride is, is a huge indication yeah. of how much he loves the church and, and its intention in our lives. And so I think we have to cling to, even though, the church is made up of broken and sinful people and can get off track. If, if we're, if our intentions are good and we, we hold true to the truths that are in the Bible, we can, we can turn it around. You know, Mm -hmm. we can, we can be a part of bringing about change in positive ways for the church. Yes. Oh, 100%. I mean, how beautiful would it be to be a part of that? You know? Oh gosh. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Oh my goodness. This was hard, but I really enjoyed talking about it with you. Yes. Same, same. (laughs) I mean, I know I was in prayer a lot before we talked about this Mm -hmm. because who are we? I mean, Mm -hmm. you are a preacher's wife, a lay person, but who are we not? (laughs) Like, I mean, you know, it's like, Uh if I think it's, it's better to have these kind of conversations than just to assume that you're alone. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And as sad, I wish that we were alone in these feelings because that means the church is doing its part, but right. it's just not reality because mm-hmm. the church is ran by humans mm-hmm. and we are flawed and jacked up individuals. Yeah. No. So I hope that y'all got something good from this. I hope that, um, this allows you to maybe talk more about it and still send us mm-hmm. messages just because, you know, we've done these two episodes and we put our call out there and stuff like this is definitely something we can address down the road again. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. We will, we will, we may come back to it. Who knows? Yeah. You just never know. Yeah. Well, do you have anything you're loving this week? What's good in your life? Okay. So I had a place come up on my cheek, like almost a year ago. Mm. And it was just like, I thought it was a pimple. I tried to pop <laughs> it. It was not. I went and got a bunch of facials and, went to the dermatologist, the dermatologist cut it off, it grew back. And it was called like, um, like care. It was like, it's basically like a buildup of keratin. Mm -hmm. And so it was like dry skin and it was really hard. And I was really self-conscious about it. Pretty Mm -hmm. sure nobody else noticed it. Um, but it looked like I just constantly (laughs) story of our lives right there. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And so, but it basically just looked like this pimple that had been there, like all that, that was there all the time. And I, you know, I use pretty much all clean products and all of that stuff, but I went to uh, Sephora and got this is called the jet lag mask mm-hmm. and it's by mm-hmm. summer Fridays. I ended up getting the sample size, which is what I would actually recommend because it lasts forever. Oh, and I've seen like influencers use it for when they're on the plane, hence the jet lag and stuff, because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like really moisturizing. Mm-hmm. I use it every single night. I want you to know that deal fell off my face. 
No, it did not. Yes, it did. I had that thing cut off and it grew back. I had, I kid you not, four facials, like hydrofacials, like all that stuff, because they said it was like a buildup of dry skin. I had been downing water, all that stuff never stayed, stayed, stayed. I used that stuff for two weeks and it fell off. That is crazy. And it's still off. And my skin is literally, when I take my makeup off, it is like the softest it's ever been. It's really moisturized. And so mm-hmm. granted, I'm now I'm trying to cut back to like every like two days or whatever, but it mm-hmm. feels, so, and I like get excited to put it on because it feels so good. Okay. Um, so I just wash my face um, and, you know, let it dry a little bit. And mm-hmm. then I put that on and that is all I put on. Like I don't put anything else on in the morning. I do like my rosehip oil or my vitamin C, but it's the summer Fridays jet lag mass. Um, the travel size tube is like $36. Um, and I think the full size is 48, but it is the travel size I've now had for a month. And Mm -hmm. it's like a dent because a little, there's a really long way. So that's good to know. Yeah. It's magic. have you noticed, like, does it remove sunspots? Uh, so I think that just overall, like, my skin is hydrated feeling. Like, okay. my makeup is staying longer. It's not clumping in certain areas. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it looks better. Like, I've had, mm-hmm. like, more people message me, like, what makeup do you use and stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's hasn't changed. It's just that's changed. Like, the skincare has changed. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's in it, nor do I want to. I just know it works, <laughs> and I like it. And that's all I need to know. So, so um, don't come at me with your immediate question. Nope. Don't come at me. Place. Place. So, but I just know it works and I'm happy with it. But yeah, yeah it's a real good. Oh my gosh. I love it. What uh, about you? Okay. So I think this might have been one of my favorite things before, but it's time for the new version. And so it's going to be my favorite thing again. Okay. And it's my Emily Lay planner. It was delivered yesterday. Do you not love a new planner? Like, I do. It's 2020 in my hands. And it just feels like all the hope of a new year and a, I don't know. I just, I just get really excited. And I found, I, I really enjoy using stickers in my planner. I'm a nerd. I, I get it. I love pretty pens, washi tape, stickers in my planner. I've, yeah. I own it. Okay. But I do love my Emily Lay planner. I went with a different pattern. I'm, I try to usually, um, I actually let one of my interns help me pick it out. I was like, is this too girly to walk into a faculty meeting with? Yeah. <laughs> it. It's like floral. Usually I do like a simple stripe or like even a solid or something like that. But, um, I went with like the, the, it's like a Navy background and has like bright pink floor, um, flowers on it. So I'm so love it. I'm super excited. And funny story, I teach a retailing class at state. And so I'm actually, I have not opened it yet, but I know I'm going to love it. So it's still my favorite thing, but I'm going to take it to class because part of the joy of Emily Lay is opening the packaging. (sighs) Okay. It's so good. Yes. And so I always, I took it to class last fall when I got my new one and opened you it. You do an unboxing? I am doing an unboxing in class so that they can experience it. And it is, I just love it. I love it. Love I it. Love it. it. I love it. I will, I will link it. I will. Um, and again, I, I did get the Navy one this year. I've done the happy stripe that she has and I love it too. It makes me happy. And then there's another, um, what was my first one? It was a different one, but love it. That's my favorite. And I do have to say, 
I got my clear bag that you recommended. Okay. Bag. And I, I really like it. I was very impressed with the quality. Very impressed with quality. I, I'm telling you, I, same. It, it same. does not look like a, was it $24? It does not look like yeah. a $24 bag. It does not. It does mm-hmm. not. It's very well made. I, I mm-hmm. carry it to the games and they show up with their janky plastic bags. And mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, I'm not trying to brag or flex on it, but <laughs> mine looks a little good. So. Let me send you my Amazon Prime link. <laughs> yes, exactly. Can I please get credit for my podcast? <laughs> no. Uh, well, this has been good. I am oh. thankful that God has given us a platform, however big or small it is, that we can speak into this with the little knowledge that we have, but with all the Google research backing us. So. <laughs> and the phone a friend option. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we have done all that we can do. And so <laughs> this is it. This is it. If anybody has anything that's helped them, mm-hmm. please share. We will mm-hmm. share that. Um, but yeah, I yes. think yes. there's yes. still so much more to talk about. There is, but we'll do that again on another day. Yep. Next week, we're going to catch up. From my new house. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, goodness. That's such a, such a blessing. Oh, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Hey, have a great week. You too, friend. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for being here the last two weeks. This has not been our usual funny pet peeve make fun of things episodes and we just really appreciate you showing up and contributing those of you who sent in stories and experiences they mean it means so much that you feel comfortable enough to share those experiences with us so we hope that we did your story justice we hope that the me too that you felt from others that we read gives you some comfort and we hope that if you haven't found healing yet that you were encouraged to seek out and move forward in getting back into fellowship if you've been out of the church for a while um, again we want you to remember Jesus loves the church the the way that it was intended to be and so we have to we have to keep pushing for that ideal situation that he has for us thanks so much for being here we cannot wait to record the next episode from our new house and to share all of the fun of that so we've got some fun things coming for you be sure that if you shop you're shopping our affiliate links we want to be able to share those things with you and that helps us offset some of the cost of our podcast so we appreciate you being here so much and we will see you next week Settle down, girls.